0: And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome
1: to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. This is Winston Wittis here, and today I have for you a very special guest. I'm so excited to have the America's number one voted, number one motivational rock star. His name is Fizz, and this guy is doing all sorts of amazing things not only does he have a book that's titled Ignite the Rockstar Within and he is a motiva- motivational con- he has a motivational concert series that is sounds really exciting. I really want to learn more about that. But he also is just a, he's a professional singer-songwriter his music's been on the Billboard charts which is unbelievable. That's that's legit guys. It doesn't get too much bigger than that. And he writes songs also for speakers, entrepreneurs and companies. And I'm going to give you a website. You can check out more stuff about that if you're a speaker or entrepreneur out there. I know we got a lot of you guys out there. And his website is Signature Songs by Fizz, and that's F I Z dot com. So signature songs by Fizz dot com. And he's also the founder of Notes for Life, which is an organization that helps children through the healing power of music. And if you know anything about me, you've been following me for any amount of time, you know I'm deeply passionate about helping children through music. And uh, not only that, but he was actually in 2008, he was awarded by the Carmen Road School in Massapequa, New York. He was awarded the Ralph Morrow Achievement Award for his outstanding community service on behalf of the Physically Challenged. So he's doing a lot of good things for a lot of people out there, and that's one reason I really wanted to have him on the show. He's an artist of the highest caliber, he's created a rock concert that educates and empowers children and adults to know their sole purpose and to follow their hearts. And in 2014, he was actually voted America's number one motivational rock star, please Help help me welcome to the show, Fizz.
2: Hey, thank you. What a nice welcome. Cool.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Fizz. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Winston.
1: Yeah, so I know you have a lot of really exciting things going on. You just started a new show, and it's called Amplify, and you're doing a lot of things helping, you know, take helping people find their sole purpose and take their lives and their missions to the next level. Would you mind sharing a little bit about what you're doing with all that?
2: Yeah. Well, the the, the show I just started is called amplify your influence and that's on blab, which um, I really like the platform. I just found out about it not too long ago. Um, I just find it to be a really nice platform. It, can have about four people interacting at once, where you can all see each other, and then an unlimited amount of people can be watching, and so uh, I just started that show, we'll see how it goes, but I'm feeling pretty good about that, and of course, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a professional singer-songwriter, so I'm always writing songs, I'm always writing for myself and other artists, I write for speakers and entrepreneurs and companies, and Always say everyone's life is a song what's your song title and one of the questions i ask on my show too is like if if you can pick a song that represents your company that would uh, amplify your company your company what would be uh, the song title for for your business and obviously for you it would be like find your flow that would right that would be one of your song titles anyway
1: probably right yep yep for sure yeah, I love that. I love that idea of having a song title, for, you know, your, everyone's life is a song. What, you, what would be your song title? That's really cool. And, and I read somewhere something that you, you've actually written like a thousand songs approximately. Is that true?
2: Oh, I'm going to say a lot more than that. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> I've, been writing,
2: I've been writing for, honestly, um, gosh, I mean, I started writing when I was about nine. I had an organ and so we're going, we're going well over, you know, 35 years I've been writing music well over. Um, Yeah. So I've written countless amount of songs. Yeah. Very cool.
1: Very cool. And I know that you, you seem to really be in this space of, you know, kind of uplifting and and you know motivating with your music so does all of your music kind of have that feel that vibe or do you ever sing like sad songs or you know yeah
2: yeah I think that's a really great great question um because I think you know what it is like most people have from what I've observed like Especially in like the spiritual communities, people have an idea of what they think spiritual music is, mm-hmm. like it has to be a certain style, a certain kind of message and i I never associated music with having a particular type of sound or particular type of message for that matter. um I always found music in general to be spiritual, so uh, what I mention in my book, Ignite the Rock Star Within, and what I talk about in some of my keynote speaking concerts, is um, I've always associated rock and roll with healing, and that's what it was for me. And I say rock and roll is my religion. So when I was a kid, and I was listening to bands like the Beatles, that was spiritual to me. And not all of the Beatles' music was positive. Some of it wasn't. Some of it. You know, I mean, John Lennon would would uh, sing like a song like you know, "Happiness is a Warm Gun." So, not all of the Beatles' music was "All You Need Is Love," but the primary energy of the Beatles was love. That was that was the message, whether or not it was wrapped up in a nice little bow or not. Um, so, my music. I'd like to say it kind of falls along the lines that kind of like that theme, like the Beatles. There's a very it's it's like universal rock. It's very eclectic. I write a lot of different styles. I write on the guitar. I write on the piano. I kind of let spirit guide me through. So I don't really. And the thing is, I'm very cautious about certain ideologies, religions, uh, certain concepts in general. I'm not particularly a fan of being. Married to any uh, particular uh, view on spirituality, I think that's a very dangerous, dangerous, uh, p- slow, slippery slope that people can. Uh, I see people being led down. So my one of the purposes I feel for me and my role in this lifetime is to. It's almost like uh, it's like somebody that plays the role of helping people think out of the box. Somebody to think out of the box from from like institutions or certain what people think spiritual is or you know and that sort of thing. Wow,
1: yeah, that's that's really cool.
2: I I, I identify with that a lot myself,
1: actually. And one thing when uh, we actually met for the first time was at Tiamo Tiamo's event, which was a you know um, Fearless Speaking Academy, Fearless Speaking. Emergence, and I I noticed on you that you had a necklace that was a symbol of of what I believe is the Unity Center. Is that right?
2: Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, it's a symbol of all the different faiths. Mhm.
1: Yeah, that's very cool. That's I, I love that symbol because it, it, if in case you guys aren't familiar with it, it's got it, yeah, like you said, the, the symbol of all the faiths, and that that for me sums up kind of the idea of you know it, there's. Yeah. So much wisdom in all of these things and there's things that are just universal truths in a sense that all these things can contribute to how did, are you involved with that kind of thinking or new new thought or
2: you know oh yeah. On that? yeah oh yeah but like I said you know I think that um, one of the challenges for me maybe um, is that I don't like a lot of these like new thought or places that teach new thought or anything like that, it's like they all kind of have their communities. And there's almost like a certain energetic... Uh, there's almost like a certain energetic presence of being to be a part of that community or mindset, no matter no matter what the spiritual community is. And I don't really belong to any one community. Um, so... And the thing is, like my my approach is like, how do I, how do I unify the the and empower the world and and people together and not separate and not operate from a level or a place where I'm contributing to any kind of separation on any level whatsoever. So even though um, I do I'm, I'm a fan of the New Thought movement in many ways, at the same time I try to. I try to keep a nice balance. I don't want to see distance, but I try mm-hmm. to keep a, pla- a space where I'm not really I don't claim to have ownership to any of these things, but um I do acknowledge uh, some of the beauty with the teachings and I'm going to be performing actually at um on March 6th at the University Synagogue in uh it's Irvine Newport area and it's okay. for the Spiritual Living Center. And uh, on Sundays they teach like a lot of the new thought uh, concepts. So, from from my sole observations, it would be sometimes they'll touch on teachings of Yeshua Jesus that are more not about uh, giving. It's more about like recognizing the power within you instead of giving mm-hmm. your power to outer sources, you know, uh, false idols. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I see if I can find a balance to express myself spiritually, but at the same time, not really belong. Not that I don't want to belong to any one particular community, but I feel like the whole world is my spiritual family.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's great. I, I totally hear what you're saying with that. As far as yeah, you're not distancing yourself or saying you know not part of that, but you're you're not separating yourself from anything because that's i think it's, it has been in the past and hopefully i think we're kind of in a state as a as a people of, of earth being able to move beyond this compartmentalization of ourselves where like i belong to this group and so
2: therefore i'm not exactly. That yeah exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. very cool. And so do, is that stuff that you you know just comes out kind of naturally in your music or do you ever say this consciously or, or you know in your music are you I think
2: it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes sometimes I mean I've found that the best music I write it's not when you're trying to do anything it just flows out, right? It's just like spirit flowing out. Um, like there's a song that I'm a huge fan of that I wrote called We're Saying Now and I'll probably perform that um, on March 6th at the synagogue um, and to me it's very symbolic of what I believe in spiritually and it's really about now and it's not about the past and it's not about um, you know it's just about we're here together now and it's about here and now and loving each other and really being compassionate and peace is now and it's, it's so um yeah, so that song really flowed through me. But sometimes I will do things that I'm specifically designing. Like I just wrote a movie slash musical, and it's it's called Fizz in the Ultimate Dream. And it's funny this this woman I was uh, her name's Adrienne Ashley. She's amazing. She helps people get their own show. And uh, anyway, she was helping me kind of conceptualize it and and a package it in a way. And she was like, well, it's kind of like a time travel love story. So uh, it's interesting, but I designed this musical movie to help empower people, help remove some old dogma, Some, yet at the same time it's entertaining. And it's funny, I was talking to somebody about it a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, and she mentioned the movie, she goes, it kind of reminds me of Tommy. And I was like, wow, you know, I completely forgot about Tommy. Now, you might be too young to know, do you, you ever know the movie Tommy?
1: I've heard of it, and I've, I'm, I know I've seen flyers or shirts or something with it, but I honestly could not tell you anything okay, about you,
2: it. you got to see it. That's okay. number one. It's it, it, it was the first rock um, opera musical. It was written by Pete Townsend, who basically wrote everything for The Who. He was the main songwriter of The Who. And so <laughs> it's a very uh, interesting movie, and... Basically, they turn Tommy into this like false idol, hmm. and there's some interesting similarities uh in regards to Jesus and creating these idols and it, it was a, I saw this movie when I was a little boy, and I got t- I was like seven eight years old when that movie came out, and I completely forgot but when the, when I was sharing this movie that I just wrote with this, this girl, she mentioned Tommy and I was like, "Wow, you know what?" I was like, I completely forgot, but yeah, that definitely had an impact on me. And I think the more I think about this movie I just wrote, there's definitely some elements of that in this movie. Um, it's kind of in and out of uh, it, it's kind of in and out of past lives, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of, it, like I said, it's kind of designed to help empower people and remove a lot of this heavy. Dogma and energy that's mm-hmm. we're moving out of now, and it's pretty apparent to so the people that are already removed from it. We're already aware. Mm-hmm. We can already see. We can already see the the the, the bullshit. You know, right. it's kind of like the whole the whole political system, mm-hmm. uh, the media. You know, you know, like the more the more awake you are, the more you know that they're they've been pulling strings behind the curtain, and and of course, there's people that are going to be listening, going, "Oh yeah." Uh, he's a conspiracy guy or a woo woo guy. It just it basically, just says where people are at spiritually or intellectually in their journey. But mm. bottom line is, we we are definitely uh, awakening, you know. And uh, it has to be. It has to be. Now, humanity can can no longer continue to exist the way it's been existing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Either, you know, evolve or die or, you know, just self-destruct. And uh, yeah, I agree. I see that there's a lot of good things. Despite the the mass media portraying so many of the things that are not ideal about uh, our planet and what people are doing, there certainly are a lot of people who are waking up and who are looking at that and questioning it. And, you know, what is this really the way things are? Is this just, you know, this? skewed kind of machine that's just kind of putting us, you know, just making us believe something that's just not true. And so, um, you said one thing, oh, well, I mean, you said a bunch of things are really cool. One thing, uh, the Tommy movie, I'm definitely going to check that out. That sounds really awesome. So thank you for that. Oh yeah. And then, um, yeah, yeah you said, uh, okay. So, one <laughs> So there was an interesting situation that happened when we were at the at the um live event, Chiambo's event. And yeah. so y you, you know, sometimes and I, I do this all the time too, where like I'll I'll be creating something or doing something and then it'll hit me like where that influence came from where it's like, Oh man, that's right, like I totally forgot that I spent so much time, you know, studying this thing or working on this, and now look at this thing I've just done, and it was heavily influenced by that, or you know, uh, being able to kind of t- connect the dots in retrospect. And when we were at Tiamo's event, there he did this exercise. Did you want to tell this story? You know where I'm going with this?
2: No, no, no. But you could tell the story. It's good. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's 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 nice to hear from people that were were there and observing it and it's like wow yeah
1: yeah because i mean it was so like it was so deep and so cool and like you know like so what happened was Chiama was on stage and he's he says to the audience you know okay i'm gonna do this exercise if you've seen it before you know don't play along Like everyone's like okay, okay. so Chiama pulls out a twenty dollar bill and just kind of stands there with that. Whole, he's holding it out in front of him with two hands. And this one gentleman, Scott by name, runs up there and puts his <laughs> puts his arm around Tiamo. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> <you know, laughs> and we're all just kind of sitting there like waiting to see what's going to happen. I had never, I mean, I kind of knew, I've seen this done by other people. And so, you know, the, the way it had always happened in the past was he had kind of like the first one up there, goes up there and gets it kind of thing. And, um, and so he's standing there and Chiama does not give him the $20 bill. And you can see Scott start to like, like, oh, I misread this, you know, this game or this situation. And he steps off the stage and starts kind of walking away. At that moment, Fizz gets up and runs the stage and grabs the $20 bill. And, you know, then Scott was like, oh man, like, you know, he realized he blew the opportunity and (laughs) the game was to actually just grab the money. A little while later, Fizz, you know, kind of remembers like, oh man, you know what? I actually have seen this before. And I, you know, and he, you brought that to everyone's attention. You know, you, you called yourself out and you said, Hey, Tiamo, I'm sorry. I forgot that I have seen this before. And Tiamo, you know, he's saying, Oh, yeah, that's really funny because I remembered that you had seen this before, <laughs> even as you're running to the stage, and you know, he kept saying the whole time. He he wasn't gonna say anything, he wasn't gonna call you up. But um, you know, but you you were honest about that. And then we got into this big philosophical discussion. Well, you know, should Fizz get to keep the money or should he return it? You know, it wasn't intentional. And um then you know, so Chiama says, Okay, raise your hand if you think that that actually Scott should get the money. And I was one of the people at first, I was like, yeah, you know, he should get it because he was up there first. And um, then, you know, people said, then he said, okay, raise your hand if you think they should get the money. And you said, I, to all the people who raised their hands saying that Scott should get the money, you know, why do you think that he deserves it, even though he didn't do what was really required to get it? And for me, that was like, yeah, you're right. You know, like he didn't do what he what he was supposed to do, so he shouldn't deserve it. So it kind of got me to question like, yeah, why did why do I feel like he deserves it just because he did that?
2: But,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was a really good point. And then I was like, but man, there's still something that is not quite like I still don't feel like I've resolved with this with this situation. So I was thinking about <laughs> it like over the past couple of days or like, you know, like days later, I was like, okay, okay. Here's what it is for me. So, so I'm really glad I got you on this call. I wanna, I wanna ask you. So, um, so let's say someone because I think this, and I've been in, I've done similar things. Like I had, I somehow dropped 200. I was at high school. I somehow dropped 200 dollars out of my pocket. I forgot I had that money because I don't normally carry that kind of money when I was in high school. And some, somebody found it, and the teacher asked me, "Hey, Winston, is this yours? Because it's right under my seat." And I said I I don't know I don't think so because I was being honest you know but then afterward I was like oh shoot my friend gave me 200 bucks because he owed me 200 dollars for something and and I lost that money like I never got it back because then you know everybody in the school is claiming that it's their money and the teachers just said hey we're gonna keep it you guys can't you know make up your mind so my question to you is if you know in the moment you took action you weren't you weren't trying to, you know, rig the game. You weren't trying to take advantage of the situation, but right. you were unconscious of, of that part of it. So in society, sometimes people do things, you know, they're not, they're not trying to cause harm. They're not trying to do something wrong, but let's say they inadvertently, you know, run over the neighbor's dog or something, Correct. Like this, you know, and or murder and someone or <clears throat> murder someone. Yeah. You know, they don't mean to, they just were, Maybe they were drunk, and so it's like, "Hey, I was I was out of my mind. I was unconscious at that time." Well, there's definitely any any
2: anytime somebody harms someone, no matter what that level is, that, that's a form of insanity. Hmm. It's just the way it is. The truth. It could still be pre premeditated. It's still a form of insanity. You're still completely out of touch with the with the truth and with your soul. And with all all knowing truth, if you would ever cause any kind of harm to anyone on that level, that that is a form of insanity. Whether mm-hmm. somebody realizes that or not, it is. So, but go ahead. What was your question? I'm the same.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's a a really good point. And I guess I just kind of wanted to hear, like, you know, it, when it does when these kind of things happen. That uh, you know, obviously, this was kind of a playful, fun. of situation but yeah when when people are doing something like this how uh, where it you know where it could be a bad situation something bad happened out of it how it how would you how would you go about not judging but kind of like where where because i think this this applies to a much larger picture i think is why it was yeah, getting to this yeah it does so
2: much, you know it but does like, it a, does like it large, doesn't large it large it, it applies you know? to. it could apply to just about everything and, and that's why i kind of mentioned like murder or i mean yeah. <clears throat> and it can be tricky because You know, you hear people that have the temporary loss of insanity and they, you know, they kill a loved one or their loved one was cheating on them and they feel complete betrayal and they're completely – or people that just get upset and you you argue and you completely lose your mind. I mean, I could tell you that I still deal with uh, anger here and there You know, I was like, you know, uh, I don't know if there's a tie blood in me or whatever, but I'll rant and rave about something and be like – you know, and I've gotten better with that throughout the years, you know, and just be more up, like the keen observer, observing that going, yeah, I see what's going on there, mm-hmm. instead of being like the victim where you're caught up in it. But um, there's a difference between somebody intentionally knowing that they're doing something maliciously or they, you know, is somebody guilty if they forgot about it? I mean, it's obviously not the same thing if they didn't, Consciously, were like I wasn't consciously aware that I, I, I really did forget that I, I saw Tiama do that exercise. Right. So, so it was funny. So people, they, like either they didn't believe me, right? They either didn't be, And my guess is that most people probably didn't believe that. They probably thought I was lying. They probably, they probably thought that I did remember the exercise and just wanted the twenty dollars. You know. Um, <laughs>
1: Well, for you know, the record, I did not think that I believed you. So, and I, I would guess that there was a fair amount of people that did believe you. <laughs>
2: uh, thank you. So, but you know, either way, it's it's all good. You know. Yeah, I think it's a great point. You know, for sure. And I think, and I had kind of mentioned something in a post. I, I kind of wanted, you know, kind of mention is we have a tendency to um look at people like for action like things that they've done like and we label them like that's who they are and that's what they are but that's not what that's not what they are and that's not what we are and everyone is love and i'm not saying just you know that just excuse people for um wrong actions they do but it certainly is more beneficial to be um to not think uh Badly of people and and to to send harmful thoughts towards people's way, I mean it was definitely uh harmful uh energy being sent my way if you remember when 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 I was standing up mm-hmm. and, and it was interesting because uh yeah. I had mentioned in a post that kind of I had a recollection of a past life of mine where something similar happened and I was like, oh wow,
1: mm-hmm. that's really wow. now whether it
2: whether or not it's true, you know, again, there could be many different factors. Past lives—no one can really prove a past life. Uh, parallel lives—you know, some say there's many different dimensions, parallel lives, alter alternate d- dimensions and lives. And I'm I'm a big believer in many different uh, factors. Um, who, who am I to? Uh, just say, you know, like, for instance, athe- an atheist, like, I mean, how ignorant can you be? I mean, just to think you're all-knowing, like, know for certain there's no God or know this or know that. I mean, how we, we're we only operating people that are just operating strictly on their senses. are extremely limited. Your, li- your your senses are extremely limited. So to make any kind of definite or affirmative or s- firm stances on your spiritual or be- beliefs on any level, just from your physical ex- experience, from your senses, is it's almost absurd. It's just, it's not logical. It's not logical, because there's a, there's a lot more going on in the universe than what we're observing with just our senses. Um, yeah. So, I don't know where I was going with that. Sometimes I get passionate and I bounce yeah. around. What, where was I going?
1: well i
2: am not sure exactly
1: but i i you know, those
2: of um but I
1: liked it because I, I I agree hundred percent with that, and i think uh one one thing that I kinda thought of while you were saying while you're talking about that was um when people oh no no, I got off track here <laughs> it it when you're talking about like senses and being able to the senses only only pick up so much information right and you have to right. recognize there's wavelengths and you know light light frequencies and sound frequencies and all these things that are completely out of our realm of interpretation right. through our senses right and you talked right. about you know past lives and oh and so um you know i'm very interested in past lives and parallel lives and all that stuff as well and i i want to ask you about when you were You know these patterns like do you feel like that you ever recognize like you said oh i felt like i had experienced that kind of situation before in a past life correct
2: and you know do you yeah yeah would you just talk about that a little bit yeah and it's funny because like how i remember how i mentioned that i didn't
1: Uh uh-oh fizz we lose you maybe you hit mute or something Oh, no. All right. We may have to uh, may have to try to reconnect with you. I'm not hearing you right now, buddy. I'm here. Oh, there you are. All right, cool. You're back.
2: I'm here. Um, back. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if the spirits are interfering. They don't want me to okay. stay. Who knows? Cool. Um, Who knows? Could be many different factors. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, when that was happening and people were giving the thumbs up or the thumbs down, and I was looking around, and I was looking around, and I could see people giving the thumbs up and the thumbs down. I was, believe it or not, I was okay, because I'd done work around this area with this particular lifetime. Because somebody had walked, a couple of people, walking me through some past life regression stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, this particular life of the Romans giving me the thumbs down and all this mm-hmm. stuff, i whether or not this is true, and I'm not claiming, and here's the thing, like, in regards to the story of Yeshua, or of Jesus, there's a mm-hmm. lot, like, first of all, there's been multiple people that have been crucified, many people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two, um, you know, and a lot of good people, and people that have um, done good things for the world, so there's been more than one person that have gone out of their way and then have also paid a a price for that. So, um, because I'm not really a fan of the whole, to me, like that particular story, a lot of it's been taken out of context, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like. um, So, um, again, and whether or not it's true in regards to my particular life and that, no, I can't claim any kind of proof or anything all all I can do is just share with you my particular soul journey with that. And so, yeah, that had come up in a couple of past lives and, um, and still trying to figure that out. And it's almost like every time I try to push that away because in this particular life, that story is so big. And I want to say it's so not accurate (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I almost don't know what to even make of it. And so I, I think I honestly, energetically, kind of push it away. It's like this; it just isn't true on so many levels. Um, but anyway, when I was driving the next day up to that event, I got like this download, and I I get these insights. I feel it wasn't from me. It was like from the angels, however you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. they were like saying, "Yes, that did happen to you in a past life," and mm-hmm. and then I had that vision of. Yeah, of um, the people giving the thumbs down and getting crucified. And I was like, wow. wow. And and then, and then interesting um, that this time around, there was less people giving the thumbs down and there was more people giving thumbs up. And mm-hmm. I felt that was kind of symbolic to where yep. humanity is at, where humanity is waking up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Instead of this like... Wanting to see people crucified and victimized and, and pointing the finger at people and, and all of this stuff and more of how can we lift each other up and also understand that we we are all Christ consciousness. We are all that. No one is more important than anyone else, you know, like mm-hmm. that's kind of how I see that particular story in that particular, it, it doesn't make sense to me that any master would come into the world and create any kind of anything that would separate people and create any kind of harm towards another group for not believing in this person or in, in a certain belief or something. It, it doesn't even make sense. It's not even logical. Not even logical. No. Yeah.
1: No, totally. I, I agree. And I, I saw a post you did, I think that it was maybe this morning on Facebook about, kind of along those lines. And that's, that's something that, you know, the way that I was raised, uh, my mother was Jehovah's witness. And so, you know, they have their own kind of belief system around Jesus and Christianity and this and that. And uh, it was something I always struggled with growing up, feeling like, you know, something's missing. This just doesn't add up. Like a lot of this isn't really it just doesn't jive with me and it doesn't it doesn't all make right, sense. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, the, like, yeah. So I, I hear what you're saying for sure. And yeah, why would someone that's so, you know, loving of the earth and this and that come and then separate people and make things, you know, or judge anybody when there's right. a person there then, uh, then, really then not to right. do that?
2: Exactly. That's exactly it. Why? That's right. And certainly, you know, it's not about, every everyone is is uh everyone is uh, god christ consciousness everyone has something unique and special to bring into the world and I I think that, I think whether or not, like, in, you know, there's some stories I've heard that that story isn't even true. So that's another interesting thing about my particular soul journey with the past life. And I'm like, hmm, maybe part of it is true and part of it isn't. You know, because, mm. like, there's some similarities to apparently that story and then the story of Horace, and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this. Yep. Have you heard yep. about that, right? And so, there's, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's multiple uh, uh multiple you know, even
2: before Christianity. Right, there's mo- Yeah. Yeah, so I, honestly, I think part of the story is true. And I think mm-hmm. part of it isn't. Um, but but ultimately, I think it's very symbolic of humanity and the mm-hmm. mindset of humanity. And even though there's still a lot of people that believe in religion, in general, different religions, we are moving out of that uh we are moving out of that frequency and people might say no that's not happening there's either people that are just operating strictly on the physical realm and they're just making their um observations and their comments just strictly from what they're receiving like i said earlier from their their senses these people are very very limited and very inaccurate in what you're observing and there's a lot more going on than what what people we are seeing so we definitely are moving out of this um old paradigm uh, this old these old systems the old controlling power paradigm that, that where you know these governments and these religions have been controlling people and and people giving away their power to false idols and these sort of things any blessed master that comes would would always be the opposite to be like like i would never like it's me it's always about giving power to people and going, you, you are the power, you know, like that's what I'm here to do. That's part of my role. It's just like the book ignite the rock within, like you're here for so you have a mission in, in this lifetime, no matter what other people believe, you know, there are people in my life, close family members that don't believe in me to this mm-hmm. day. And they'll point things out because I don't have certain physical things, which is ironic because the man that they, Worship from a couple of thousand years ago. Actually, he actually didn't have any money. He walked yeah. around the world. He walked around the earth with no money. Uh, he didn't have fifty thousand dollars in the bank, which apparently somebody close to me claims that because I don't have that, I'm a phony. Um, right. But even though I've even though I've, I've invested thousands in my career and and I've written books that have helped people and and I've written songs for. Children that are dying and have passed away from cancer and other things, and I've donated my life to helping others, and mm-hmm. because that's my sole purpose. And even though I don't have a certain level of um, of physical success, right, or, or like mm-hmm. financial, then people, like especially in this society and this capital uh, society, ironically, which is pri- primarily uh, the majority of people are Christians uh ironically base people being successful or not on how much money they have when ironically, the guy that they worship the most didn't have any <laughs> yeah
1: and and I believe somewhere even like kind of said you know like worldly possessions or you know it's just like your your treasure will be in heaven kind of thing or is inside,
2: and oh. not
1: to put too much emphasis on these kind of worldly possessions.
2: Well, look. If it is any truth to my past life and that I was Yeshua and this or that, uh, I'm gonna. All I'm gonna say is, uh, believe in yourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Believe, believe, in yourselves. Don't put faith in your gut. Go- you know, the government. I mean, there's so much deceit and. Every politician I've seen out there and running has is, is voted for war and, and to, to, uh, voted to give billions to, uh, for weapons, you know, instead of giving that money to help children, to educate children. And people think, well, you need to protect yourself. Well, you know, there needs, it has to start with love. It has to start with compassion. That has to be the driving force not arms not not investing billions in weapons the investment has to be in love and if you if you don't believe that you are not a follower of the christ that i'm aware of in my soul which is to be supportive of every human being no matter what their belief is because that's truly what it's really about it doesn't matter what you believe in spiritually you can believe in, you could be Hindu, Jewish, doesn't matter what you believe in, but at the end of the day, we're all human beings, and it's all about being completely compassionate to every, and understanding every single life is precious and valuable. And then somebody might say, well, what about the terrorists that don't believe that? We got to get them, and we got to kill them, and, um... And then I'll, I'll mention some things, like I said, I don't believe the whole story is true, but some things I do believe is, and so mm-hmm. love thy enemy. And what does that really mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How far do you want to take that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And along those lines, and, and that kind of goes back to the, the unconscious part, I think, for me, where it's like, if, if you're dealing with people in that state, terrorists, let's say, who, you know, in their eyes, they are doing what's right. In their eyes, they are doing, they're serving their God. And their god wants you know to kill everybody who doesn't believe in their god, and you know if we if we were to take this idea of love and being able to love thy enemy, and you know this idea that they're insane at this point if they're doing things that are hurting fellow humans, and you know it's it's like you have to at some point if you're if you go out and fight them and and hate them and send negative energy and negative thoughts, then you are contributing more of that into into the the experience of all of us in a sense and if you're able to like you say you know just kind of come come to it from a place of love and be able to to forgive and and, you know love them love thy enemy then that is the catalyst for change that i think that's kind of like where we're at you know
2: exactly exactly so that's that's you have to lead by example
1: lead by example Lead by example
2: and, so, and, then, and then it would be also, okay, well, why, why are there terrorists? But mm-hmm. so let's look at that. Why are there people that are opposing to your way of life? Why are there people? Are they all bad? Let's look at that. Let's look at what's going on. Let's look at the bigger picture, right? Mm-hmm. Let's look at the history of um, what's, gone, what's gone on here. That's what I say, and so then you understand that every single human life is extremely important and extremely valuable. And so as I'm saying, humanity is waking up. Some people are going to have a hard time with things I'm saying right now, but it's true, and Mm -hmm. it's absolutely necessary in order order for us to continue to exist, to elevate to a next level. The walls must come down, and it's time for people to unite and and stop treating each other like animals and start treating each other with more compassion and more love
1: absolutely yeah absolutely and yeah I, th- I think it's really cool to just the like you know the the picture you painted of uh you know standing in that room in Thomas' room and seeing the thumbs up thumbs down and the some symbolic you know judgment that that people are placing on you and where you know where that insight came from in the past where you know the People said no, feed him. You know, crucify him, feed him to lions, whatever. And now to be able to be in a place where it's where yeah, I I identify very strongly with those kind of symbols. Where it's like yeah, what people can argue and say, well, that's just you know your imagination, or oh, that's just some thing you can't prove it. And you're admitting like yeah, I can't prove it. This is just something an insight that I had. And I think that more and more people are having those kind of insights, but. It, they're maybe afraid, or they don't recognize it, or they don't give it the kind of value that it really deserves. And people like you who are talking about that and sharing their own experiences and their own insights, really gives other people the the permission to experience that for themselves and say like, hey, you know what, like, I I had an insight kind of like that. And, the, you know, it, it was kind of it it wasn't, you know, clear as day where I could prove it, but it was it was kind of symbolic in a respect. And so I appreciate you sharing that with us and with the listeners.
2: Oh my pleasure, man. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here for one another, and and sure, if I could, if I could be the catalyst or for change in any kind of way, we just let people not be afraid to be themselves. And you know, I think f- people fear so much of people uh, thinking that they're crazy or thinking this or that. And well, yeah, okay, and th- there's definitely that possibility of people thinking that. And then, okay, so what? some of the greatest people that ever lived would look at like they were crazy. Yep. You know, um, you know, what, what is it? Is it better to, to go around thinking that people don't think you're crazy and, and not create and help people in the world and create substantial change in people's lives? Or, or is it better for a few people to think you're, you're a little nutty and, or whatever, and, and again, like I said, nobody could prove anything in regards to like the things I've mentioned to you, and and there could be multiple factors for it, and 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 perhaps there's truths to all of it, and perhaps there isn't, but at the same time, it's there, regardless. It's there, and so it's there for a reason. And if that reason, if if anything, is just to help us move forward with any kind of level of awareness to move out of this old paradigm, right? These old systems of believing in these um, external uh, gods, these external God sources always within, Mm. right? The creator and the creation is one. It's never separate. Mm. And so to not give your power away, but to understand that it lies within, Right, Absolutely. and then, and then, like I said, really, the most important thing that I would like to see with more people is for them to be more compassionate, mm-hmm. you know, be 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 more loving towards everyone. And, and I see people that just they don't even blink an eye of saying badly about other people because they're not the same religion, or they're not this, or they're not that. Like they're animals, and it's like, no, man, everyone is your brother and sister. Every single human being. And you need to treat everybody that way. Right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Fizz, I appreciate all that you have shared with us. And, you know, really, I feel like you haven't held anything back as far as, you know, telling us your experiences, sharing with us your experiences and beliefs. And I really appreciate that. And I'm sure there's people out there saying, like, man, this guy sounds so excellent, so cool, and I really want to learn more and, you know, just follow him, see what he's up to. How can people learn more about what you're doing and and stay in tune with what you're doing?
2: Sure. Thank you. Um, Well, my main website is fizzforever.com, F-I-Z, the number four, ever.com. And um, I still have room for more Facebook friends, so anybody that's listening... (laughs) you're welcome to friend me on Facebook I'm on I'm under Facebook as Fizz Anthony F-I-Z Anthony and I find Facebook to be a good platform to connect with people and like I said my show which is going to be which is every Wednesday it just started last week every Wednesday 7 p.m. central uh, I'm sorry 7 p.m. Pacific time it's called Amplify Your Influence where I will uh, interview different entrepreneurs artists rock stars and uh, just people that are on a mission. And uh, yeah, just say hello. Cool.
1: Yeah, and I,
2: I saw one uh, one little
1: clip of some music you were playing, when, and you were actually in Bob Proctor's living room, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty darn yeah. cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was The Matrix. I went to The Matrix. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you go to my website, if you go to FizzForever.com and you click on Fizz TV, you'll see a TV set and, and that video I think is in the TV set and it's my uh, Fizz promo video reel and uh, it shows me with my band and with Bob Proctor and then, and then below that is a whole bunch of other videos where you can see me and the things I do and um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and right now I have it set up too, where people can receive my music and my ebook for free if they sign up at my website.
1: Nice. Well, that's an even more awesome bonus. That cool. Well, thank you for that. So, uh, yep. so you hurry it, guys. Go to Fizz Forever and it's the number four fizzforever.com. Get signed up on that. Get some of his music. Get the ebook and uh get in touch with fizz on facebook too because he's still got a little bit of room left for some new friends on there so definitely get there quick but uh yeah fizz thank you so much for for your time and for your energy and spirit and, and sharing with with the listeners
2: and uh is there anything
1: you want to close out or say to everybody before we let you go
2: oh i just love all of you wish you all peace love music
1: Excellent. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed yet, please go to findyourflow.com forward slash podcast and uh, check out the podcast there. And until next time, my friends, be flowing.